Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you on the Thursday evening, a special topic Thursday, an evening that is typically tailored to your questions. Over the past, oh, five or six months, I've been taking your questions and responding to them over the course of 25 minutes or so, and uh, I think we have benefited from uh, just not a response, but also a discussion, as I have gotten to know many of you out there um, in and through many of your questions. This evening is going to be a little different. I have inv- invited a special guest, uh, Katie Holcraft, a, a niece of mine, to join me and to talk about a ministry that she is involved with. And uh, by the grace of God, go all of us, a ministry that hopefully you feel called to support. That being said, Katie, I, I welcome you on uh, Seeds of Truth. Great to have you uh, with me. It's great to be here. So, Katie, uh, your ministry when it's all said and done, is about evangelization. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI says that the church exists to evangelize. Our Lord says, uh, go forth, baptize, and teach. Essentially, go forth and uh, evangelize and catechize. So we have before us this great call, this great baptismal call to evangelize and, and to catechize, and this is something that you have taken up. I know you are, I think we were talking this past week. Uh, you're 25, right? Do I have yeah. that right? Okay, you're 25. And yeah. You have devoted more or less your last, what, four or five, if not more years to evangelization? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How many yeah. years did you do net? I did net for a year. Yeah, you do a year of net, and then you uh, come back from net, finish school. Once school's over, you take up youth ministry. And of course, all youth ministry is about relationships and evangelization, so certainly you, you had your hand in evangelization there. And then, uh, more recently, you have taken up the call to be involved with St. Paul's Outreach, and this is why we have convened this evening again to hear about St. Paul's Outreach. Uh, and as we hear about St. Paul's Outreach, hopefully, Katie, our listening audience is inspired to not only pray for your ministry, <laughs> uh, that is before you and, and, and in the upcoming year, but also support you by way of finances. And, and that's, of course, um, important to your task. You cannot do it without the financial means to, to live from one day to the next. So as we get started, Katie, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what first drew you to, to St. Paul's Outreach. Yeah. Um, so St. Paul's Outreach was a community that I encountered while I was in college. Um, I went to school at Benedictine College in Kansas, and um, there was a chapter of St. Paul's Outreach, SPO, um, there on that campus. And um, I just, there were people in that community that invited me um, into their life, and Mm. um, I was able to um, experience uh, what SPO calls households, and um, in these households, they're uh, men, men's households, women's households, men and women live together and build one another up and make commitments 
and grow as Christians together. And I was able to witness myself, um, the sisterhood in these women's households. And I was just so drawn to how they loved one another and how they called one another on. Um, and so while I was in college, I chose to be a part of that community myself and was in household and, um, and then after graduating college, um, I moved home for a little while, but still was um, deeply loved the community and um, that that idea of reaching out to young adults and um, and at this age in their life where they're trying to figure out who they are and and what they're about and um, and as I saw more and more of my friends kind of wrestling with that i i thought you know i would really love to to be Mm. at the forefront of this reaching out to Mm. college students and um walking with them through that Mm. Uh, so that was kind of that initial draw and experience with spo katie evangelization is all about the encounter i mean if you were to distill the new evangelization in one word it is for my money encounter and if it's about the encounter, then it's about the listen-response dialogue. And if it's about the listen-response dialogue, then all good evangelization is going to be about the art of listening. And by that I mean, given the person that you are ministering to, the experience of being listened to, to really be able to respond to their needs, to, to meet them where they are at. Did you experience this at Benedictine College? I, I've got to believe that this is part of what was going on in your own experience as a student um, being ministered to? Oh, absolutely. I I think that was so much of what I was drawn to is that um, first seeing the community, but also knowing that I could talk to any of those women, any of the missionary women or, or other students, and that I could let them know, like, you know, this, I'm having a hard day and these are the reasons or, or I'm struggling in my prayer and these are the reasons or I'm, things are really good right now. And, um, but wherever I was at, I could, I could, I could really share with them and they would enter into that with me, mm-hmm. um, and really, um, act as, as sisters would, you know, and, yeah. um, definitely, definitely something that SPO does well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I am a firm, firm believer that all good evangelization <laughs> starts with the art of listening. And I talk about it within the context of Pope Francis, but uh, certainly this is something that is in the heart of uh, the great St. John Paul II, who always spoke to the importance of not imposing, but proposing, and we propose <laughs> after we listen. That being said, you have already experienced a year of uh, St. Paul's outreach, so can you talk about that a little bit, what that experience has been for you now being on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, wow. What a year. Uh, it has been such a blessing. Um, I think last year, last summer, I was approaching people for support. And as I did so, I, I told a lot of people, you know, I just want to meet students where they're at. I want to walk with them. Um, and that was definitely tested this year. Like, and is that really what I'm going to be about? And um, and it um, it was it was really beautiful and really humbling to see all the ways the Lord just opened up. And and as I met students, as I um, outreached to them, invited them 
to our events, into our community that, um, and as they shared more of themselves with me, just really seeing like, wow, people are in so many different places and, and have um, been influenced by so many outside voices, um, so many uh, voices that are not necessarily the Lord's and, and to just walk with women in particular, in my case, walking with them in that and really relying on the Holy Spirit to, to love them through it and mm. to love them where they were at and mm. to say, um, you know where you're at right now, like that's, that's real and, and what you are struggling to believe or what you're struggling to, how you're struggling to love the Lord, it, it's, it's real but also you are, you are worth so much more. And yeah, I definitely experienced that in a tangible way through the women I lived with when uh, they would approach me and my teammate with their own struggles and their own wounds or, or just letting them know that someone understood that they weren't alone mm. in it. Mm. And that that's so important for so many people to know like, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. And, um, and especially for college students, there is so much loneliness and um, so many women on college campuses looking for friendship, looking for sisterhood, and to just try and be that to mm. them, to be a sister to them. Um, yeah, it was just a big, a role I think I didn't entirely anticipate filling, but mm. was definitely what a lot of those women needed this yeah. year. You know, we, we evangelize, and we evangelize because this is what Jesus called us to do. And we evangelize the love of Jesus because he brings us salvation, and Jesus alone brings us salvation, right? As I'm listening to you, there are certain words that are resonating with me. You know, the word salvation comes from uh, the Latin salvatio. Uh, the root there is salve. It's a healing balm, uh, a healing touch. As I listen to you talk, Katie, I hear the women that you are ministering to uh, individually are making themselves vulnerable. And, and I, I bring up vulnerability because vulnerable is a word uh, that speaks to healing. It means healing, right? So if we are going to evangelize the love of Jesus Christ, uh, bringing the love of Jesus Christ to other people, we need to allow the grace of God to, to work in our vulnerability, because when we, when we allow the grace of God to work on our vulnerability, we are allowing God's salvific love to touch our brokenness, to touch our wounds, because we need what? Healing. So uh, this is why, say, uh, a St. Thomas Aquinas would say that the first healthy step to all good theology is to become vulnerable to one another. I, I think we could add to that the first good step to evangelization is to become vulnerable to one another, right? And that's what I hear um, in your encounters with those who you are ministering to, and I do think it's, it's beautiful. We so often think about evangelization as, you know, maybe going to a central park and g getting a podium and just preaching fire and brimstone, and don't get me wrong, I, I think we need to do more of, of that kind of thing where we preach more <laughs> the love of God. But what we must never dismiss is that one-on-one -on -one encounter, because that's how Jesus himself evangelized, right? Go out two by two and uh, encounter one by one. And as we do that, 
we bring souls to Christ by the grace of God as we are, as we are instruments of God. Now, all that being said, Katie, where were you? You were in Boston, correct? I was. I was in Boston. So you were on the campus of Amherst. Am I getting that right? Northeastern. Northeastern. Uh, North, North, Northeastern. Okay. So Northeastern is not a, um, a Catholic college. It no. doesn't necessarily have a dynamic Christian setting, and yet uh, St. Paul's outreach is, well, outreaching <laughs> to those <laughs> young ladies and young men at Northeastern. Can you talk about that challenge a little bit, the challenge that comes with being in a setting that isn't um, uniquely Christian? Yeah, um, I think the the place it was the most obvious for me was um, we would try to do tabling throughout the year. We did it a lot at the beginning of the year, and so we had this big banner that said Catholic Center, and and just like standing at that table and and asking people as they walk by, like, hi, do you want to hear more about what we do at the Catholic Center? And people weren't necessarily, like, people weren't rude or or very abrasive or anything like that, but just watching people read the banner and then, like, go to the mm. to the outside, like, walk as far as they could from the table while yeah. they walked by. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And, yeah. and then even having conversations with some people where they're like, you know, I... I went to Catholic school my whole life. I did not have a good experience. I'm really not interested. Like, um, and and just like hearing the like, there were some people who were just like, you know, I, I've I've tried this thing and I'm not interested. Like, at some point, they had a bad experience with it. So I think I think a lot of it, a lot of what I encountered was that was not so much that people had like a harsh reaction necessarily as much as they had a bad experience with the church or people in the church at one point and just didn't really want anything to do with it or in some cases and in maybe more positive cases it was more like you know i i'm not really into religion and i don't really i just don't really get it i don't get why why anyone would be what i hear you saying there katie is uh (laughs) <laughs> more of what we were just talking about, the brokenness, the, the, the woundedness, and consequently this call we have to engage one another, to, to encounter one another, mindful that, yeah, we do have to enter into that art of listening. We do have to um, be sure that we hear what the other party says, the other person says, because they have their past. And if we're going to be able to speak to that past, we, we need to come to know that past, if you will. And so vulnerability... Uh, evangelization being a work of salvation certainly is what I'm hearing in in, in what you're describing. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> Katie, all evangelization is going to have its learning curve, right? There, there are so many encounters we have that we leave saying to ourselves, "Gosh, I, I wish I did it this way. I wish I did it that way." But in the end, God reminds us that. While we are agents of evangelization, it is God's work, not our work. It isn't about the, the ego drama, but the theodrama. And so we humble ourselves before God, asking Him to uh, inform us that we might better form others. And yet, in the process, it can get messy, and, and, and God shows us a lot about ourselves. Can you speak to that experience? I mean, ha- have you encountered this in your evangelization work? I think a lot of that um 
there's there's always a hesitancy. Um, you know, S- SPO, they train us in, like, relational evangelization. Like, hey, this is... Um, uh, this is how you reach out to college students. This is how you um, sit down with them and and just, I, I mean, just listen to them, really. But yeah, um, yeah. but taking that time to like really intentionally think about like how am I using my words? How am I listening? A- am I listening? Um, and I, I think getting onto campus and actually putting that into practice um, is just a very different experience. And um, and yeah, there were definitely times where. I'd walk away and and afterwards just be like, wow, I could have done this differently or said this better or yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times, really a lot of what I learned this year was like part of trusting the Lord is to know there just comes a point where I have to walk away and trust that he's taking care of the person I've walked away from. Amen. Um, Amen. And, and I definitely experienced that um, on retreat we do a lot of praying over students on retreat and it's, it's a really, really powerful experience. Um, I would say for the students, but honestly, it's just a powerful experience for me <laughs> as well. Like yeah, to yeah. Be praying with them and, and to hear where their heart is at and, and then to, and, and there's just so much brokenness and there's mm. so much loneliness and, um, um, and to kind of, take the, um, carry that for them a little bit, but to also know that at the end of the day, that, that really is theirs to carry. And, and I, I did have to wrestle with that a little bit where walking away from situations like that, walking away from a conversation with a woman that I love really dearly. And, and she is in a place where she doesn't know her worth, where she doesn't know that she that she deserves greater love than what she set herself up for. You know, like I walk away from those situations and I have to wrestle with the Lord and be like, what, what can I say? What can I do? Like, why aren't you doing more? And, and then to realize like, okay, that's actually, he, he is doing every, like he loves them so much more than I ever could. And he, um, he is present to them and he is taking care of them. And yeah. And I think for me, that's, that's been really humbling and, Mm. And honestly kept me in check for a lot of the year mm. that mm. any moments of pride, any moments of whether it was pride in that, like, oh, look what, look at what I just did bringing this person to this place or whatever, or, yeah. or if it was a moment of pride in the sense that I felt I should have done more, um, that, that the Lord is always checking me and saying, like, I am doing the work and you mm. just keep showing up. And you just keep being faithful, but I am faithful. Like I, I, I will continue to do the work. And, and I think just recognizing that, that I, um, that this mission is not my mission. It's the Lord's mission. And he, Amen. he just invited me into it. Yep. And that's such a privilege, you know? Mm. Amen. So. To evangelize others is, is to allow Christ also at the same time to evangelize you. It's something we forget, but we have to remember if what we are doing is uh, being at the feet of Christ and His service, then to be at His feet <laughs> is to be enriched but by those who we are ministering to. Um, it, it's the great image offered up by St. Francis of Assisi that to be at the service of the poor is to allow the poor uh, to serve you, to fill you up. And that's 
I think the great paradox of evangelization itself, the great paradox of our baptismal vocation to, yes, be first in God and for other, but to know that to be for other is to always be in God if we are doing first in God right. And I, I'm just, every time I think about that one thing, that one overarching truth to our Christian Catholic faith, I'm always humbled because it certainly puts things into perspective. You know, St. Irenaeus of Lyon says the glory of God is, is for man to be fully alive. Um, and again, to do that to then is um, to be enriched by God's love. Katie, uh, so you have talked about your experience at Benedictine College uh, your experience at not Amherst, but Northeastern. I have no idea why I have Amherst in my head, but <laughs> what can the people do out there to support you? You have come on air here to not only talk about your experience, but also um, to ask for people's financial help. What can they do to support your ministry? Mindful that this program is just not being heard in Chico, California, and you're, what, three hours south uh, from yeah. Chico in uh, Houston, if you're at your home, but, but I understand you're just outside of a coffee shop, so, <laughs> which I think a lot of our listening audience is going to appreciate. But there are many people listening abroad, outside of the United States of America, and, and I want to make a point here that just because you live outside of the United States of America does not mean you can't support Katie. So what what can they do to, to help you, Katie? Um, Besides pray and pray hard for you and, and your ministry. <laughs> Right, I definitely the prayers, but I I am looking for financial support. Um, I um, as a missionary, I go onto this college campus, but I still um, I still have all of my regular living expenses I have to pay, and definitely a full time job. So um, I've asked most of my supporters to join me monthly. Um, anywhere from 50 to $150 a month. Uh, some have given one-time gifts, um, but it's very easy to, um, to donate. You just go to uh, spo.org uh, slash donate, and you click on either monthly giving or one-time gift, um, and then it'll take you to a page where you can fill out your information. It's um, it's all safe. It's all secure. Um, you just put my name in the box that says missionary name. Yeah, Katie Holcraft. So, so I have this right, uh, Katie. You go to spo.org/donate. Yeah. Correct. And then there are some links there to hit either monthly or one time. Then yeah. you, you click that link monthly or one time, and then it's going to go to another page that will have you give your information. And of course, you want to make sure that this is going to Katie Holcraft. Is that yep. correct? Okay, awesome. Is there any other uh, outlet that they can go to, or spo.org slash donate is where they go? That's the one, the one outlet. Okay, so. awesome. So I just want to encourage our listening audience to go to spo.org slash donate and to support uh, Katie Holcraft, because if you don't, you're going to get in trouble with her uncle, and that's me. <laughs> no, I mean, we make sacrifices to do God's work, and, and Katie, you are making sacrifices to do God's work. We we are all called to evangelize uh, where God puts us, and God puts many of us in those friendly confines that we call home. And he calls some of us 
to travel, to in some cases go to other states and, and other countries and other continents. He has called you to go across this country, the United States of America, to minister to those who are in Boston on not Amherst, but Northeastern campus. Right. <laughs> College. Um, and so thank you for the gift, Katie, of um, your yes to be to being at the service of Christ in this two-year outreach. This is a two-year outreach, correct? Or is it yes, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So help Katie and what she's doing, because by doing that, you are supporting the work of Christ. And when it's all said and done, that's what we want to be about, supporting the work of Christ. Katie, any uh, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say I, I talked a lot about my personal experience with SPO and working in Boston, um, but if anyone does want to hear or see what SPO is doing as a whole organization, um, go to spo.org. There's, uh, there's a lot of chapters around the country. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Um, the Lord is do- moving and working and... Um, Catholic students are coming alive in their faith because of it. So, Amen. Katie, for me, my last word is really something you said, and it was something that I wrote down when you were talking. You said, all I have to do is show up. <laughs> that struck me because really evangelization fails when we don't respond to God's call, when we don't show up, when we don't go where God calls us to go. And you are showing up, and, and I commend you for that, for responding to the call that is before you to show up, even if showing up is traveling across the country, huh? All right, let us close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of this evening, for the gift of Katie's vocation to be an agent of evangelization for you, that you would shower your graces upon her, and that you would inspire people to support her not only in a prayer, but also for those who have the means uh, in finance and, and in money. And we pray all these things in your most holy and precious name as we offer them to the Trinity. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.